4956. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. Tonight, I have a special co-host. Uh, please help me welcome uh, Justin B. Smith from Justin's HIV Journal. Welcome, Justin. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited You're to be here. You're the town. Like, <laughs> 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 it's the second time I've been to your show, and I'm, like, really happy that I was asked. I was so just amazed. I was like, yes, 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 Robert's asking me to co-host. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know you have a lot, you know, you had a lot going on um, recently with uh, uh, stuff coming gosh. up when you were doing the walk and stuff. So I know you've been really busy, I think you said, with the last month. So I was glad that you had a weekend available to do it. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> you're not home, right? I'm either... Say again? You're not at home, are you? No, I am at home. I actually, I actually have a weekend to my, you know, a weekend. Me and my husband have a weekend together. Finally, not doing anything, not actually going out of town and um, doing different events and everything. I said, okay, well, this weekend is just going to be for us, <laughs> and I don't have to do anything else. But like, yeah, last weekend I was doing the AIDS walk in Washington D.C. and Logo Network was there and they were interviewing people, uh, and that was exciting just to be there, um, and actually I got my picture taken with Linda Carter from Wonder Woman. Uh, and I, I was in like, your photo on Facebook. I couldn't see you <laughs> that at first. Yes, but now Wonder Woman. Started, yeah. And um, so I was, I had dabbed the AIDS bear, and of course I kind of, so it was almost, it was so funny. So I took the bear and I kind of dangled it in front of her. I'm like, come to Justin. Come to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, oh, that's a cute little bear. I was like, yes, it's called Dad the Ace Bear. Said, Let me tell you what's something about it. And then I said, would you mind getting a picture with me and you together with Dad the Ace Bear? And she said, no, no problem. And she's just really ultra nice. So it was really oh. cool. Yeah. And I know her, you, know, you, you have AIDS Walk coming up next weekend, right, in Philadelphia? Yeah, I can't wait, actually. I'm, I'm excited about it because it's really the only time I really get to go out and, and see the people, you know what I mean? Because I don't really live in Philly, right. so the AIDS Walk is something that I always look forward to. Just to, to network with people and to, to, to just to enjoy it because it's educational, you know, as well as, you know, just fun, playing fun and good right, exercise. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I actually have a, have a stress fracture, I think, on my left foot. And I have tendonitis in my left, like, wrist. And so, you know, running, I said no. <laughs> I totally said no to running this year. It was the only year I haven't, I've not run. And it's, I think it's been my fourth year, third year, running the AIDS walk, and I was kind of upset with myself that I couldn't get it together to oh, run no. it. But, you know, I'm 30 oh, now, no. so. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I could not run it. No way. Look, you're lucky I'm walking. Yes, you could. No. You could totally I, run I the AIDS walk. If, I could do it if it was just, like, for, you know, I guess it is just for fun, but I would be competitive, right. and then I would just kill myself. So it would be too crazy. You know what I mean? Running all that and doing it, it would just, right. it, would, it would take me down. Yeah, let me Crazy tell you, I, I was like actually very competitive. <laughs> very sure. competitive when I ran it. I'm sure, sure, sure. So first I want to let's, um, real quick, uh, welcome everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> so we started rambling on a little bit there. Um, uh, you're Sorry, here with Robert and Justin B. Smith. So uh, we're here to take your calls all hour. Um, if you want to give us a call about a specific topic or you have a question, you can post it in the chat room or call us at 347 215-9442. If you're listening to us for the first time, we thank you for uh, checking us out. So, Justin, um, you just had the AIDS walk coming up, um, and you said you did interviews there with Logo, which is kind of something that I'm going to be doing here when they come to Philly. Um, right. And, you know, it's always interesting because I'm, I'm so glad that Logo even exists, you know, able to put out these, you know, the HIV and me segments and now these other interviews that they're conducting right. after the walks. I think it's just so nice that it feels like we're we're starting to get a voice. Yeah, it's actually, um, I mean, you'd never really have a network so interested in 
people that are positive and um, people that are living with HIV so much. And I've never been approached by a, a major TV network, especially to do something with them like one-on-one. And it's really amazing to me to see their interest in that. And I think Angina Ryan is, you know, one of the forefront. She actually helped a lot in developing, I think, with those HIV and um, HIV and me segments with Adam Abernathy and Jack McEnroth. You know, a lot of them um, really do help a lot in that field. Right. And it's so, like, it's just refreshing. It's, it's nice to know that we have that that outlet, that that outlet's out there, and there's people out there who are working hard to, to right. get the message across. Because sometimes, you know, the message is, is either missing or or comes across the wrong way, which is always, right. you know, one thing or the other. So um, one thing I did want to talk about before we get into some of the, the hot topics and, and the discussions is uh, just yesterday I was involved in a tournament that um, the team that I played for, the Philadelphia Falcons here in Philly, yeah. the soccer team, um, put uh, help put a tournament together with um, the Latino community and all the AIDS service organizations um, down in, in, in Philly there called Kick HIV. And it was really, really cool because not only was it fun be- for me because I was able to go there and network and also play soccer, but it was for kids as well where they had like an wow. under, I think it was maybe under 11 tournament too that went on in the afternoon. So we played as adults and there was about six teams. You know what I mean? And it was fun. We played back-to-back, and, you know, the whole time you're sitting there playing soccer, all you hear is free HIV test over here. You know what I mean? Like, come get your test, get tested. You know, it was just it was just really wow. cool. And for my team to be a part of something like that, it just oh, really like, takes amazing. my breath away that, you know, how things fall in place. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I would have given my left up. Because, honestly, in the D.C. area, I don't, I don't think I've heard of any soccer teams or any, like, sports teams doing that, and I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah, there's um, a really good uh, gay sports team down there called the D.C. Triangles. Yes, yes, uh, I do DC know that. D.C. Federal Triangles, yeah, we play with them. They're, uh, they do a whole bunch of um, different things like that, too, I think. But um, it's really, really cool that that I was able to be involved, you know what I mean? It just for me, because, mm-hmm. like I said, the grassroots soccer is, like, the one that everybody knows about that teaches, you know, education and empowers youth and, and things like that. And I always wanted to be involved with something like that and to go and to do this, even though everything was in Spanish, and it was a great time. I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It was cool that I was able to volunteer, and it was just fun. It was just total fun. It was like two things that I love put together, you know, soccer and awareness. So kudos to, right. to all those people who put that together. Um, one of the things that we were speaking about earlier was um, – the Oprah episode that just passed recently. Oh, yes, yes. And, like, that was, I mean, it totally went all across the Facebook atmosphere. <laughs> um, yes. I was so happy that that lady actually got so, I'm so happy she said what she said to Oprah. It was, like, a 1989 episode, and I think it was talking about, it was, like, you know, um, she was, Oprah was stating that, you know, now that with these medications, you know, people like Magic Johnson, you know, are good examples that, of, you know, living healthy and da-da-da-da. And the lady she was talking to, I think her name was Bridget, got yes. really upset. And she, I mean, it was physically, you could see her physically getting upset. And she was saying, well, you know, wait, 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 let me stop you right there. The only reason why Magic Johnson looks the way he does and, you know, is so healthy is because he can pay for any doctor he wants to around the world to help him with his HIV. He can pay for the best doctors. He can get the pills for, I mean, he literally, he makes millions of dollars. He doesn't have to pay that much for pills. I mean, like, for what we think that pills cost are a lot, his barely cost him anything. Right, and I think, you know, she made a, a, she probably said something that so many people were saying, you know, who are HIV positive watching it. You know, right. kind of like what you just said, that like, we don't have all the luxury of all that. And, right. and she kind of really put a check and really, I think she, like like, like the statement said on the video, she, like Oprah had her own aha moment. And the video was actually mm-hmm. from 1987. And the one that you saw her, the original was 87 when she first came on and sued her husband for infecting mm-hmm. her, I believe, was the, the original story. And then the one that mm-hmm. we saw where she corrected her was just last week. But even, you know, that was... Wow. It always seems like when she when there's HIV involved and it's on Oprah, it always seems like it's it's because there's drama behind it. Right. Yeah, it does you know seem I mean? that like, way. And it's kind of... 
you know, it's sad to say that that's the way a lot of talk show hosts do that. They're like, oh, let's talk about an important topic, but also let's make sure that we have the story behind it to where we can over-dramatize it and maybe get more viewers. Yeah, it's it just it drives me nuts. Like I was excited to hear that it was on and like and that lady said it, which made it even more real. But it was just mm-hmm. you know, there's always something behind it that that makes it unrealistic and not really relatable to the rest of the world. And they always right. seem to be some sort of you know criminalization that's behind the stories that you ever hear about anything that's HIV or AIDS related. So you know, right. it kind of leads us into the next you know subject that we wanted to talk about which was the criminalization part, which you were right. talking about a singer. Um, what was that singer from again? I'm sorry. Uh, the pop singer's name, she's a German pop singer from the group No Angels. Her name is Nadja Banaza, I think. And um, she um, had sex with um, three guys. I think it was three. And one of them ended up HIV positive, but she didn't disclose her status to her partner. And so she went ahead and had unprotected sex with him. And he became HIV positive. And I think that um, from everything else, through the convictions and everything, she went to jail, but she didn't serve, after the, I mean, after the final say-so, she didn't serve any jail time. I think that's what happened. I'm not really sure. Do not quote me. But I don't think that she served any jail time. Now, I have a thing where I have, I don't know, I think about it a lot. I said, you know, it takes two to tango. One, mm-hmm. he should have known better, so she, so should have she. I mean, they both should have known better. But, like, the thing is, you know, I think I, I mean, I always, ha- always know that I have a responsibility to the person I'm having sex with to actually be open about my status and to give them a choice to say, yes, I want to have sex with you, or no, I do not. I mean, you, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think that's just who I am, and that's okay. But I just always have to think that I have to give that person a choice. If I don't, it's, no, almost, I it's unfair to them. No, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, deciding when to disclose is, is something that's so picky. It's so it's so different, you know, for right. every single person because we all travel a different road and, and, you know, have different thoughts about every situation that comes to hand. And, and sometimes we can, like me, I automatically, like, within a week I told my mom. You know what I mean? My mom mm-hmm. was like one of the first pers- people I told. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I could confide in her. I felt like I could go to her. And when you, you when you, you know, as you get progress longer with the with, with the disease and, and you live with it and you start to experience things, you learn that it's really not that bad when you right. disclose because certain people will usually people accept it that's what I have to say because right. usually people in my life have accepted it but that's because right. I disclosed when I was fully confident in myself and I felt right. good about it right exactly exactly and that's exactly right I mean I pretty much how I came to terms with it is you know it's really sad at least you got to tell your mother I didn't get to tell mine somebody told her for me which, oh, wow. was, which was ugly, yeah, and it was a, it was a family member, so it really was a, a form of betrayal for me, and it really hurt me a lot that this person would go and tell my mother, and have my mother call my brother called me crying, my father, I mean, it's just it was just awful. At least I got to tell my father, you know, because my parents are divorced, but you know, it still was awful because I think they they called and said, oh, we heard you had AIDS, and I'm like, well, no, I don't have AIDS, I have HIV. So I tried to get out of that one, but then, of course, my brother, you know, was like, well, we heard you have HIV, and I'm like, God, shit, darn it. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't get out of that one, but, you know. You know, disclosure is a funny thing, you know, and it's different for everyone. And if anyone out there is listening would like to call in and and tell us a disclosure story, whether it was something painful or or maybe something funny or or maybe you have a question about disclosure and and you're trying to figure out when and how to do it and you would like some uh, maybe some tips or some experience, (laughs) Uh, we could talk about that. You have a call here at the show, 347-215-9442, or if you have a take on the whole Oprah and her Magic Johnson comment, you can give us a call here at the show. We're here. Uh, reach out to us. We definitely want to uh, chit-chat with you. So um, what, what, what's going on with the ADAP? Because I know the ADAP is growing. And I know you see you're so local, and being in that D.C. area, like you're, mm-hmm. you have to be up-to-date 
have everything like at your fingertips. Well, see, yeah, and that's the problem. Like, with Maryland has one of the best healthcare services in the United States. We have nobody on ADAPT. We we don't have we don't have an ADAPT listed. There's nobody there from from Maryland because we have MadApps and which is the Maryland version of ADAPT. But like the thing is, I it's really sad because a lot of Marylanders that are in the healthcare system, we don't pay attention to what other states are doing. Like, actually, honestly, I had no idea about ADAPT before I met Brandon Maxada. And I was like, what's ADAPT? I don't, I have no idea what that is. And, right. you know, I was, I was on MadApt for a while when I didn't have a job, but that was only for like two months. But like, you know, when Brandon, um, you know, when Brandon was introduced to me, I said, well, what's MadApp? And he's like, oh, well, let me show you. And I'm like, oh, my God, all these people are on this list for for because they can't get insurance? Why is that? Cause, and me being from Maryland, it's kind of hard because I don't quite understand it. It really was lost on me, and that was maybe my ignorance, but I was, like, really upset. I was burning up. I was like, these people are literally dying on this list. It's it's crazy, and I'm looking at right now at um, Brandon's website, the adaptadvocacyassociation.org, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the current list right now is 3,586 individuals oh in God. eight states. In eight states, and Florida, where our friend um, Daddy Dab is from, and Dad the Ape right. is from, has 2,015 people. You know, as of October 7th, um, yeah, on yeah, the waiting the list. That's the largest. Mhm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, and, and and that's one of the reasons that I think Brandon, you know, tried to help and put together this uh, PSA that I went down and helped him film um, for ADAPT about you know raising awareness. And it was really an honor for me that he he asked me to come and, and do it. And mm-hmm. the producer that we worked with was an Emmy Award winning producer who um, wow. filmed the, um, the very first AIDS. Um, PSA, and he filmed the uh, um, uh, Just Say No to Drugs uh, Nancy Reagan campaign as well. Oh, my God, really? So, so yeah, so it was like, I was nerve-wracked just for that alone, you know? That's the mouthful. Oh, my God. I'm like, hi, it's really nice to meet you. I'm Justin. <laughs> right. I would have been so timid. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the, 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 weird, the part that was kind of surreal for me was I was sitting there with with people like Brandon, and then there was this guy, Nick from Iowa, and, you know, Michelle from Texas, the beauty queen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have oh, her come wow. on the show, and she's going to um, share her story soon. Uh, she's great. And then Christine Campbell from Housing Works. And just sitting with these people, I just felt so, like, I know Christine. I don't know, like, like recharged. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, oh, definitely. Like, it was weird. Definitely, definitely. Christine is, Christine is such an angel. I love her to death. <laughs> oh, my Lord, yes. She's awesome. Yeah, and let me see. You um, recently talked with Larry Bryant, right, from Housing Works? Yes, I was speaking with him. Yeah, how's he doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. I met with him um, for, like, uh, say, an hour or so in Philly when he was here to talk about the, the campaign to end AIDS. And, and, you know, we briefly talked about that, and, um, you know, we're, we're going to see what we can do to, to work together and see what can happen. You know, we know that the door is always open if we need to. That's the best part Yeah, because I think he wants me to help with the D.C. part, or, or maybe because I, I have yet to have a meeting with him, and I keep, like, setting up meetings, and I'm like, oh, I have to cancel, oh, I have to cancel, oh, I have to cancel, so he's probably upset with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, speaking of disclosure, as we were earlier, um, the right time to, to, tell, to tell your parents is always, you know, questionable as to tell somebody yeah. that you're dating, um, and just recently, you know, one of the big reasons why I started Pot Time Radio was because I felt that we didn't have a voice, and there really wasn't a lot of people out there who are HIV positive and on TV. And at that time, the only one who I ever remember was obviously Pedro from Pedro, World. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Jack. Yeah. You know, when Jack came out, because that was before I started the radio show. So when, you know, when, when I started looking around now, Angina came out HIV positive, um, and now just the. Last two weeks ago, Mondo, who is on Project Monday, yeah. oh my gosh, uh, came out in in such a heart wrenching and 
and beautiful way to, yeah. you know, to the world. And, and you know, because his family, who was very, very religious, um, had n- no idea that he's been HIV positive for 10 years. Yeah, I know. And 10 years is a, is a very long time to keep that secret. You know, yeah, and I, 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 I must have been a struggle. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I mean, he, he's amazing. The, 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 the designs and the work that he does is flawless. Um, mm-hmm. He's been, oh, you know, my favorite from the beginning because he uses these bold patterns. He really, he's just loud. I like it. It's loud. It's in your face, and it's, and it's look. I good. want him to personally do like a suit that I need like for next year. Could you imagine <laughs> like, having like, a, a pimp outfit for Halloween in that? I that would love stuff. it. <laughs> if you're Mondo, if you're listening, this is Justin B. Terry Smith. I would love for you to help me. <laughs> for, if not for Halloween, but for New Year's Day. Just putting so that out is, there. Um, so, so this is kind of how it broke down when Mondo was on the show. Uh, during one of the challenges, the contestants were asked to create a textile pattern inspired inspired by old family photos, evoking some something deeply something that was deeply impersonal. To them, mm-hmm. so Mondo created a black, yellow, and magenta plus sign print pants, and he explained yes. that the symbolism in the pants are the po- are the pluses and the positive signs, and that he's been positive for ten years. And when he saw the pictures of his family, it brought back a lot of emotion. So he wanted to pull from the past, but he also wanted to give back of who he was today. So it was just such a big step because, like I said, his family didn't know. So right. he actually. You know, for the first time, we're going to announce it here is that we're actually going to have Mondo on the show, um, <gasps> and it's exciting. Yes, we're going to have him on um, Wednesday, October 27th, um, and he's going to come on at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a special show, so if you can't catch it live, catch it on iTunes or come to blogtalkradio.com backslash pauseim and download the episode and listen to it or come listen to it on, on pauseim wherever you're at. Um, because it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really, really interesting. And to top it off, it, Jack's going to be co-hosting with me, so it's going to be oh, wow. Project Runway, double HIV positive wow. guys, designers. <laughs> it's going to be like mega fest. It's going to be awesome. Wow. Wow, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. That should be fun. Yes, I'll work. Yeah, Mondo was great. I, I spoke to him a little bit the other day. I don't know. I wasn't some crazy guy calling him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were going to get this situated, and then he sounded pretty excited to come on the show. And it's the day before the finale, so it'll be great. We'll be oh. able to talk about everything that has happened um, and, and what's going on. So, again, it's Wednesday, October 27th at 7 p.m. Uh, right here on Pause Radio. Mondo Guerrera, I think his last name is. If I butchered it, yep. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how many calls do you got? Um, let's see. Right now, uh, let me open the lines. You guys can reach us here at 347-215-9442. Nobody has called in yet, but we will see what um, we'll bring forward now since we're kind of done blabbing um, a little bit. <laughs> uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, uh, Justin, was I don't know if you watch it. Do you watch Brothers and Sisters? I do on occasion. I try to get it as much as, get it in as much as possible, but I, I slowly have lost my... <laughs> my way. <laughs> <laughs> well, last year, um, you know, uh, the, the older Uncle Saul, he uh, ended up finding out he was diagnosed HIV positive. So wow. that was kind of how it ended last year after a car accident happened. He didn't tell any of his family that he was positive. He had, you know, after the car accident, everybody was running around trying to help everyone. He had blood all over him. And when people came to help him, he said, no, you can't. No. Right. And so, so that's how it left, you know, at the car accident. And then he came back, and he, you see that, you know, I guess he's fine. He went and got his, his stuff together with the doctors. And, you know, the season premiere just came, I think it was two weeks ago or last week. And what I thought was very interesting, and, and some people found it, you know, kind of defensive and, mm-hmm. you know, typical of the world and the media and TV land, but – he was talking to uh, Sally Field, his sister, and he was talking to how he met this guy and how they have so much in common and da-da-da-da. And when he said, you know, we have so much in common, she turned around to Sally Field and said, oh, is he positive too? Uh... And he goes, 
and he's like, you know, no, uh, you know, he don't have to be HIV positive for us to have things in common. You know what I mean? And it kind of was one of those moments that I think maybe every single person who's positive may have had. Because I've had somebody right, say that Right, I've to had me. that before. Yeah, I mean... But but you know what? You also have to think about the the, the mother Sally Field, how what her character is and how she is. Mm-hmm. Because my mother, I mean, she honestly, when I met my husband, she was had to see all these questions, and she's like, "Well, is he the person who infected you?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." And you know, it's 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 just her way of being overprotective, so to speak, of her child, especially since I'm her baby or first baby. <laughs> so I've got an older brother and I've got two younger brothers, but they're like considerably younger than me. But like, so she's very overprotective of me, and that I can understand. I can understand Sally Field's character in that um, understanding. I can un- definitely get what she was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's something that's very common, and like people were very upset about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like of all the things, why would they do that? But I think. I think it just made it real because people really are that blind to it. They mm-hmm. think, you know, that that now that people are positive, they can only date positive people. And that's not true. You know, I've been with my partner for five years, and, and he's negative and I'm positive, and, and we we try our best to, to keep it that way. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. That, that's another thing that people argue, you know, that, you know, some people only date positive, other positive people. Some people will not, you know, only date negative people. And, you know, for me, love is love. It doesn't have an HIV status. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, it, it's just it's just when I think I was dating before I met my husband when I was dating, you know, I, I have dated HIV positive people in the past when I was negative. And it really, my, I think a lot of my relatives are like, oh, you're playing with fire. I can't believe, you know, why would you do this? Da, 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 da. I'm like, well, because love is love. I really don't see the the positive. I don't see a big plus sign on his forehead. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> he's he's a good-looking, attractive man, and he's inside and out, and I love him. And so I don't see why the if there's an issue. But, of course, from their realm of understanding, they don't have experience as I can. I mean, honestly, this is not a good thing to say, but as gay men, it seems that we are around a lot of HIV more often than straight or heterosexual, um, um, straight. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Straight people, uh, friends, <laughs> or whatever. But um, yeah, just we seem to have more experience with it, so we're a little bit more comfortable. I guess dating somebody who is negative or dating somebody who's positive um, than our straight course. So, one of the things that a lot of people bring up, um, you know, on Pause I Am is how the gay community is very, like, how do I want to say, very critical of the Pause community. Oh, really? You know what I mean? How like um, they kind of stigmatize, you know. The, the the other gay men that are HIV positive and and they they talk about how they experience it in the clubs where people you know where you know just gay men in general seem to critique other gay men and if you're HIV positive that's just another thing that they can put on you to exclude you and you know I think it's kind of with every category of people mm-hmm. but they they seem yeah, to get a lot of backlash from the from other gay people they say more than 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 straight people. Yeah, I I totally understand that, and it's it's just I don't know. I personally, I've seen both on both sides of it. Like you know, the heterosexual and homosexual um, communities. I've seen both, and I've seen both discrimination. I've seen both cattiness. You know, it's just it's just I can say like for me in my perspective, it's equal. Right. But seeing how, but it seems like we're it seems like it's you know, gay men were a little bit more comfortable with speaking on such topics um, than a lot of heterosexual, um, a lot of our heterosexual friends. No, I agree. I think it's it's just, you know, it's drives me up a wall a little bit sometimes that we all just can't get along. I, <laughs> can't we all just get along? I feel like Rodney King. Oh, okay, so I'd be remiss. Say again? Go ahead. Now, I'd be remiss in, in not saying this. And um, So somebody, 
when I said I was, you know, going on Pause I Am Radio, they said, you have to mention this. You have to mention this. So, <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so I have to mention it, Robert. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so oh, sorry. No. Um, but I believe that you're attending as well as I can see on Facebook. Um, on October 20th, everybody is supposed to wear purple. Oh, yes. And it's because of this, um, you know, the the LGBT youth suicides that have been happening lately, um, and and most of their suicides have been bu- about bullying, and um, it's a, it's a, I think it's a purple ribbon day or you know wearing purple on that day. So I'm supposed to remind everybody to wear purple on October 20th if you do not believe yes. in bullying, and if you can understand where these suicides come from because a lot of us LGBT People, when we were younger, a lot of us were bullied. I was bullied. I was bullied a lot in middle school Mm -hmm. and in high school. Like I was called faggot all the time, Mm -hmm. and I really, it really hurt my self-esteem as a person. And I think, you know, honestly, if I didn't have that, if I had, if I felt, I don't know, more self-worth, then I probably would have, you know, thought more about myself when I was drinking so much. And when I was, you know, honestly having a lot of promiscuous sex and then being infected right. with HIV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly think that if that didn't happen to me, I probably might be HIV negative. It was so very hard to remind everybody. You know, I mean, I went to Catholic grade school and high school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, wow. I was told I was, I was taught that I was sinning from day one. So, wow. I mean, I used to have one kid in high school turn around every single time I was in this one class, because it was like every so often when I went to this one class, he always would turn around and ask me, he goes, are you gay? Or he would be like, are you a fag? You know what I mean? Or do you sleep with guys? Like, you know what I mean? Like every day he would say it to me. And like, I was in so denial because... You know, I was intimidated. Right, exactly. And it was, and if you just don't know what to say. when other people, you know, say stuff about you that you haven't really fully admitted yourself. Yes, yes. And it was messed up in high school. I was actually outed in high school by my boyfriend at the time. He was in the same high school I did. And he's, I think he, I was, <laughs> he's just not really fair to me. <laughs> but, like, he was a freshman and I was a junior, and he had more, quote-unquote, more experience than I did in the community. And, you know, um, I didn't really, I was very naive. And he took me to my first gay club. He took me and made, I made my first gay friends. You know, and, and it's sad when I look at those friends, too, that there was five of us and now only there was only two of us now that are living today. But, like, wow. you know, he outed me to the whole high school because I was dancing with a girl at a dance, at a high school dance. I was dancing with a girl. And she said, are you sure you want to dance with me? And I said, sure, why not? I asked you. And she said, well, I thought you might want to dance with your boyfriend, Ruben. And I was like, uh. you SOB. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I said, what? So I was, I mean, this is at a public place and it's at a dance. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I run over to him and I said, did you tell her that I was gay? And he goes, well, everybody knew anyway. And so, <laughs> and so, it, I mean, yes, maybe people knew. But, you know, for, for I think that it really was a betrayal for me. It really made me feel bad that another gay person would do this to me. Was he it out? just made me feel bad. Say again? Was he out? Yeah, he was out. He was, oh, So everybody's got like a gay high school. Like, a, you know, that's the gay of the high school. Everybody's got one. Right. He was our gay. <laughs> he was our openly gay man. And so I was just really upset that he decided to out me to my high school. I couldn't imagine that. I, I, I was too afraid to even admitted it in, in high school and to even tell him a single person or have a boyfriend or do anything like at all. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. 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 Anything at all. Okay. Once I graduated high school, it was free reign. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Prude. But while I was in high school, I maintained my, you know, 
<laughs> my <myself>. prettiness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! So, um, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, no one's calling so, us, so what I'm going to do is, again, give out the phone number one more time, 347-215-9442. I do want to say hello to some people who are in the chat room. I want to welcome all the guests there, and I want to say hello to Dad and, and Ken, and we have a GX man, and uh, Kyle in Hawaii, and Michael is there, and, and our friend Kenji. Kenji, woo! Kenji's in the chat room. <gasps> Kenji's here? Oh, my gosh. Kenji's in the chat room. It's good to see Kenji. Uh, and, uh, of course, Joseph, my partner's in there. So, um, other than that, <laughs> if you guys have any questions or anything like that you'd like us to talk about or you have a, uh, a subject or a comment posted in the chat room, or we'll call us here at 347-215-9442. I do want to go over some upcoming shows that we have coming so people can mark their calendars. Um, next Sunday, um, Jeremy and I are going to be speaking with um, a psychotherapist her name is Dr. Jacqueline Gwynn, Gunn. I can't even mm-hmm. speak tonight. Jacqueline Gunn, <laughs> and she's going to come on and talk about her new book called In the Therapist Chair. And what it does is it explains how, how to find out if you have the right therapist, the right psychotherapist. Right. Um, right. You know, and in one of her chapters, uh, she talks about patient K, who is HIV positive, and he's actually going to join in um, – that night in the show, and he's going to talk about what oh, it's wow. like being positive and going to a psychotherapist. So we'll be taking questions for the doctor, um, and then also questions about you know being positive and if you need psychotherapy and what you know what that process is like. Right, and it's very so it's a very hard process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Then, I see somebody in the chat room that I just need to say hello to. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I just want to say hello to Michael, and he knows who he is. I don't want to say his full name, but I just want to say hello to Michael. That's all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, and then on the, I guess, I'm sorry, a couple of guests and all the guests. Sorry. <laughs> um, on the 24th, uh, we are going to have um, the people who run uh, 11th Hour Theater Company. They're going to come and talk about a, a production they're putting on called Tick, Tick, Boom. And it is basically an autobiographical um, musical of, I don't know the gentleman's name, who created Rent. So um, he's, they're going to come on and talk about that. And then on the 27th, of course, for our special show on Wednesday, the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Mondo from uh, Project One Day is going to come on and talk about the story of coming out um, positive on TV. Yeah, and so I'm still going to want you to mention that I need a suit for um, my New Year's party. So, yeah, you oh, need yeah. to mention that on the show so you can hook me up. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. And we'll be taking questions um, for Mondo at robert at pazim.com. If you have any questions, you can send them over. We'll ask them on air. So what do you um, tell people your, how I like to put it, your aid stats? Your eight, my aid stats. Right now, it yeah. seems kind of, it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've... <laughs> I have remained undetectable for, like, the longest time, so I'm kind of happy about that. But, you know, I didn't know that there were levels to, there are levels of undetectability. I did not know that. My doctor oh, really? told me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. There's, you know, there's certain percentile, like 0. 0.4, 0. I mean, there's, like, you know, certain percentile of being a protect, un, un, sorry, <laughs> undetectable. <laughs> and... and I had no idea until my doctor said, well, here's the levels. And then I said, oh. And he said, well, we want you here, but you're here. And I said, oh, okay. And then I eventually got to where he wanted me to be. But, like, my CD4 count has always remained, like, 500. Always. Like, it's always been constant. And maybe maybe because it's the lack of exercise that I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. Today I was supposed to start my yoga program. Right. Um, and, and that didn't happen today. <laughs> I can't do I don't know if I could do yoga. But see, you I don't know do if you yoga. See, see, look, I, I consider myself pretty active. You know, I you know, play soccer you once in a while. Active. Usually once or twice yeah. a week, you know. Um, and my yeah. T-cells are usually, my T-cells recently were around like 454, like 500. And they stay around that general area, maybe... 600 at the highest. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I don't know if you're not exercising. I think you would do it. 
I think I just need to exercise. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> my husband's like, so you should exercise? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I should. And nothing happens. <laughs> it's like, I really should, but I don't. Oh, hey, Kenji just said hi to me in the chat room. Hey, Kenji. I miss Kenji. I need to talk to you more often. Yeah, right? And Yeah, I know. I need to talk to him. I need to call him more often. He's over there in San Francisco. I had two chances to meet Kenji Cat, and I, and I, we, we totally missed each other. And it's like, darn. The first time he was sick, the second time he was in D.C., and I was busy, and I couldn't meet up with him. It was just awful. Uh, but, yeah. Another good HIV activist to meet. Yes. I'm excited to um, to also um, mention that something that I'm, I'm going to do is I'm actually uh, I'm going to continue to blog for the body, right? Um, uh-huh. And I'm still going to uh, blog on Paz I Am, but some people don't want to join my network to yeah. read my blog. So what I decided Why? to do is I'm going to do what you have done, and you know, um, what I, I used to have a blog on Blogger before. But I'm going to actually create a standalone blog, and I'm going to change the name of my blog from uh, okay. to, to, to another name. I, I haven't 100% right. chosen what it was going to be, but I think I, I want to change it just to give it a different name so I can, you know, draw people. Because some of my family members want to read about my soccer stuff, but that's only on the network. KKHIV. So I was like, you know what? Huh? KKHIV. Uh, that's the name of the tournament. We'll see. I got a couple names floating around. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting, but um, I'm going to be launching that hopefully before the AIDS walk. I'm also redoing the main Pazayan website, and um, hopefully we'll have that up for you know the walk and all that stuff coming up on World AIDS Day. So it's always interesting to you know set back. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about was when I said your AIDS patches. I wanted you to let people know how long you've been positive, you know, and things like oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about people who may not know. <laughs> Viral. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I've been <laughs> sorry. I've been HIV positive since 2005. I was infected in 2005, diagnosed in 2006. Um, I know who infected me, and um, me and that person are actually um, friends now. Like, well, we're more acquaintances now. Actually, he didn't know about his status at all, and so what happened was I actually took him to the clinic with me. And he, that's when he found out he was positive and he cried, like, in my arms. And so um, we we got over that and it was, you know, it's okay. Um, but, you know, he's doing well right now. And actually he lives two states over in Virginia or one state over in Virginia. But, yeah, he, um, he and I talk on occasion. He seems to be doing well. He seems to be very healthy right now. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Always is. And for people who, who are not familiar with me, I have been HIV positive uh, since 2001. And like I said, my counts are right now at 454, and I am undetectable. Um, I've been taking Icentris and Truvada. Um, you know, I take uh, two Icentris and one Truvada once a day. And I, I really haven't had a lot of side effects. My worst side effects were obviously, which I don't know, they say it wasn't the side effects from the medicine, but I did. I broke out with shingles right away. Okay. Oh, Lordy, I remember that you. I remember you blogged. I was like, "Oh my God!" I was like calling you. Like, are you okay? That was the worst. Oh, <laughs> like that was the worst. It was so horrible. I couldn't believe it. But other than that, insomnia is something that I've been dealing with. Getting, you know, like not being able to to sleep. Sleep, right? Yeah, that's you know what? That's that's when I'm sorry. You know, I I don't advocate for alcoholism, but you know what? That's when a nightcap comes in handy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. No, I do not advocate for taking alcohol with your meds. <laughs> but. <laughs> but. <laughs> Take your meds at lunchtime and then have a nightcap and dinner time. <laughs> right. And then you know, one of the cool things, Justin, which um, I was excited about is uh, we, me and you both were on the cover of HIV Plus this year. Um, that and was it was awesome. so cool and so like un, like so realistic, like so crazy. Like I, I couldn't even explain it just to be there behind the scenes, and then of all people to do it with you, which made it even better. I know. I was like, oh my god. And they're like, do you know Robert Brining? I'm like, oh yeah, I know Robert. <laughs> like, yeah, I know Robert. He's like two hours away from me, 
And they were like, oh, well, we want you to meet. Oh, okay, I'm going to try to mention, I'm going to try to say this city, Conshohocken. Am I right? Yes, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, which was like, I think, two and a half hours from me and like 30 minutes from you. <laughs> yeah. Which and I was like, wait a second, that didn't seem fair. <laughs> <laughs> and you drove all the way in your leather pants. Right, and of course, you know, I showed up in my leather pants, and of course, these are my hot pants. These are the same pants I wore at the HIV and Me interview with Angina. Oh, that's so funny. And she even that's said so that, funny. too. She's like, I see you're trying to outdo me in your pants. <laughs> I was like, well, you have a leather belt on, honey. It kind of matches. Right? Yeah, so it was oh, kind of it was was matching. Funny. It was good. But yeah, I love those other pants, and actually, I was I wore them on purpose. Of course, you know why. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, you know it, it was just like I said, it was an honor to do it with you. But just to for them to do an article and, and you know on us, and then have other people involved in it, and have it be so you know nicely put out. It just it was to me, I was honored to to be a part of it, and like I said, it was a bonus having you there. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just happy to work with you, and I was just like, oh my god, this is. So great because I'm working with Robert, like, like you know, and we work together anyway. But this is like a different way that right. we've, we've never been kind of interviewed together, and kind of, you know, been done the model shoot together. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, wow, this is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> so yeah, remember we were holding those computers all the time, like just typing on them. <laughs> I was like, my computer's heavy, and this is hard. I can't hold this thing up for long. It was just like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, the pictures, I, I was, like, going to buy some of the pictures, but I'm like, no, you know what? I'm a government worker. I don't make that much money. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, needed, I need to mention something else. Yeah. My children's book. Yes. Tell but, everybody the news. Yeah, my children's book. I totally forgot. Um, I actually just read his children's book, and it's about a little boy named Jay, and um, he has HIV. And the book will be out next year. I think they're shooting for April. But here's the thing. So my publishing house actually, um, and it's kind of funny because it's a small LGBT publishing house. It's called Creative House International House Press. And um, they um, were looking for an illustrator to actually do the book, and the illustrator that they first approached had a homophobic, like, you know, he was homophobic or something. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the concept of the book that he wanted, that they were going to have him do, which was my book, and they, he just had a problem with it, and so they said, okay, fine, whatever, we'll find another illustrator. So we're still looking for an illustrator, but they said that with if the illustrator is really fast, you know, hopefully it'll be out by April, which is pretty which is pretty soon. So, hopefully, God willing. You should um, you should put up a post on Pause. I am looking, you know, for an illustrator because I know there's a few people in there who do like illustrations and stuff. You know, I should do that actually because um, you know, I don't really, but I don't really know what the publisher and how he goes about doing that. So I don't want to. I'll ask him if I can do that because right. I don't know. I don't know how he wants to do that. I don't know because he has like a list of illustrators that he works with. Oh, I see. But yeah. this guy was new, so it's interesting. You know, I don't know. Well, cool. Congratulations! Yeah, That's yeah. exciting. Can't wait to get Thank my autographed was... copy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a children's book. It's <laughs> okay. That's okay. Are you going to read it? I'll maybe have a child. You might. Do you have a. Do you have a title of it? Can you share a title? It's it's called I Have a Secret. And, oh. um, you know, I tried to change the title a little bit because I didn't really like it, but my publisher convinced me. He's like, you know, this is probably better because it's not – it doesn't sound negative because I'm like – I was thinking Jay's little secret. And he's mm-hmm. like, um, it's really not little. So <laughs> Right. So he's like, you know, to have less, a less negative connotation to it, we might want to try something else. So we came up with I Have a Secret. And I thought that that was a really good thing. Well, I think it's awesome, and 
Wow, that's great. I wish you much success with that. That's awesome. I want to eventually write a book, but we'll see. There's so many things I want to do. I need more friggin' hands. <laughs> I need more hands and a bigger... <laughs> more hands than to win the lottery. Right, and not to take anything from your husband or my husband, but if we were together, we just wouldn't be together. <laughs> like, 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 it would be like, honey, where are you? Oh, I'm in Phoenix. Oh, me too. Oh, well, I'm in New York. Wait, never mind. I don't remember. Oh, crap. <laughs> you do so many things for the community. I'm just astounded at everything that you do. I'm just oh like, how does he have time? Like, I mean, God. <laughs> I try. Like, yeah, I, I can imagine running. Every little bit. Yeah, you can't imagine I just can running. imagine running my own radio show, and then on top of that, doing everything. I just, oh God, I would be like, I'd be crazy right now. Well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have my partner, you know, because my partner really is the backbone of of it all, and he's kind of, you know, in the midst of it. So it, it's, I am grateful to have somebody like him who who can allow this to happen. You know, allow me to yeah, do this and, and not not be upset, you know, because some people wouldn't want to really date somebody who's totally out there like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of funny because, and now that you've won up to me, Robert, I have to thank my husband as well because I would <laughs> I would look really bad if I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, it's it's and you're right though, but you're absolutely right when it comes to being out there like that. And when I first did this. You know, um, before he was my husband, um, mm-hmm. you know, people were saying, oh, nobody's going to want to sleep with you anymore. I'm like, oh, no, you know, that's not the case. It's kind of funny. Now that I'm out there, like, I get propositions, like, a lot. And I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> no, no, please leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, when it comes to my husband, he allows me that space to be me. And he gives me that outlet to actually do all the things that I've been doing. And that's that's really important to have somebody that understands that and that can understand that he's more of the policy. He's a, an executive director for an HIV-AIDS organization in D.C. called Prevention Works, which is a needle exchange program. And, you know, he's more of the corporate part of it. I'm more of the activist part of it. We're both activists in our own right, but, you know, we work together. So it kind of equals out in our relationship. That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't know that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's an amazing guy. And I'm like, you know, when I came out with Justin's HIV Journal, he pretty it, he he maintains my website. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he supports me, and you know, I love him for it. It really means you know, a lot to me that he supports me. I wanted to ask you is because like I you know I've been. Going, I went to D.C. for the, the summit twice, and then I just was down there to film that PSA. And when I go down there, I kind of get this, like, this, like, feeling like I'm supposed to be there to do something. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's, like, a D.C. thing that goes on when you go there or something. But, like, every time I, I get, like, empowered, like, I'm here. I wanted, like, I wanted to, like, I talked to Joe. I was like, would you think about ever moving to D.C.? Like, I just feel like that there's, like, something has to, like, I'm supposed to be there to do something. Right. <laughs> well, is it like I mean, in the air or something. Yeah, I mean, DC is always—you always have that part where, like, I'm supposed to be doing something. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, and you always look like you're going someplace important. <laughs> right. <laughs> you always have your corporate power walk going, and you always look like you have to go somewhere really important when you're really just going to Starbucks or something. Right. <laughs> like, With yeah. Your Right, exactly, with your briefcase, and then, of course, you open it up, and it's your laptop. I mean, <laughs> it's just that is that is how D.C. is, and I don't care who disagrees with me. <laughs> you can disagree with me all you want. I still believe that's what D.C. is <laughs> when it comes to corporate part of it. It's like you always have to feel like you're important. You have to go like you're important, to walk like you know where you're going, and then when right. you get to Starbucks, you have something like a – double steroid mocha or something because <laughs> you're at the gym all the time. That's funny. No, it's just, yeah, I always, like I said, I get that feeling when I'm there and, and it just, I don't know, it just feels like there's more going on and I got to be there and uh, there's like, I don't know, there's a mission I'm on. And I don't know what it is, but yeah. I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> 
and it's and there's always protests. There's always I mean there's always causes to have a protest for. So like I have to do literally and say, hmm, what protest do I want to do? PETA? No, no, not that one. Um, against Obama? No, not really feeling that one either. Hmm. Um, oh, I'll go to the peace rally. You know, it's it's like it, DC has every flavor of protest that you want. And housing works. I love housing works to death. I love them to death. They are always protesting, and every single time I see them, I'm like, God, I really need to get out there, but I'm working at the time when they're out there. They're always in front of the White House. They're, you know, Larry Bryant is an awesome activist. He's, you know, very – I love it. But, like, you know, I can't stop work and then go. <laughs> and then let's say I get arrested. Yeah, right. not good for a federal worker. <laughs> get arrested for protesting the government. <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow, time flies. We're almost at the top of the hour. I couldn't believe it. I know. I'm just surprised. Um, It's been been crazy. Um, I was just going to say something to you. What's one of the things, because I know you you obviously, you know, your blog has been out there and it's on the body and, like, everybody knows Justin's HIV journal. You just recently did a blog um, called You're Not Alone. Yeah. Yes, I did. Tell us a little bit about what that was about. Well, what that was about was I was kind of like it was it was kind of the a little a message to gay LGBT or LGBT youth and saying that you're not alone in this. You know, a lot of us that are adults now were bullied when we were younger, and you know, like I said before, I'm going to be wearing my purple on October the 20th, and you know, it's 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 you know, it means a lot to me that, you know, these these youth, and I have a soft heart for kids. One of my causes mm-hmm. is pediatric AIDS, um, that these kids be taken care of. I mean, these these kids are getting bullied, and they're getting bullied so much where they have they don't feel like they're worth anything, and then they, and they kill themselves, and they commit suicide, and it's really sad. These children are beautiful people, and, you know, it's, it's just, they're very special. To me, and I just it just breaks my heart every single time I hear about it. No, I, I, it does the same to me because I you know I remember being in high school and like we said earlier how you know we were picked on we were called gay we were called fag whatever it was, but I remember the feeling of you know maybe I don't want to do this anymore. You know, maybe I, maybe, you know, maybe be easier, you know, I had suicidal thoughts when I was young because I was confused. I thought I was a unicorn. You know, I thought I was the only one out there and nobody understood what was going on. And it wasn't until, you know, after I got out and realized that I wasn't the only one and I really got to explore the world. Because really, when you're in high school, you're not exploring anything but high school. Right, exactly. Exactly. And you have no idea. You have no idea what the world out there has in store for you. You think that high school is your world. You're, You're like, oh, my God. What do I what do I wear today to make myself not look so gay? What do I right. wear, what how do I style my hair so it, you know so I don't look so gay? I mean literally like I wore my varsity letterman's jacket in the dead of summer. I mean like you know <laughs> you know 90 degrees out only because it was like my shield in high school. Right. It was like I didn't want anybody to know that I was gay so I had this varsity because it's really cool to be a varsity letterman. But, like, you know, oh, I'm not gay, I'm a Varsity Letterman. But, like, you know, it was my shield. It was, you know, things, and my, actually my boyfriend at the time in high school said that to me. He goes, you wear that like it's your shield. And you don't think anybody sees you, but I see you. Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, we're down to about the last minute, so... <clears throat> Real quick, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, remind everybody you can join us here every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and get your dose of hope here at Pause I Am Radio. Um, Justin, people can find you at uh, justinbsmith.com. Yes, sir. Or they can also go to the body and find your uh, blog there as well. But go to Justin B. Smith for more information on Justin and Justin's HIV Journal. And you can find more information on me and the radio show at pauseim.com. Justin, it was a pleasure as always, and I can't wait to have you come back. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to come back. I'm so excited. I would love to come back.
Yes, as soon as you uh, free up your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, and, and since I'm Mr. Marilyn Leather, I'm stepping down or stepping aside from my title, and that'll be the mm. first weekend of November. So I'll be stepping aside and giving Mr. Marilyn Leather 2011 the sash so I can I have more free time. <laughs> well, that sounds like a plan. Well, you have yeah. a good night, Justin. You too. Thanks. Everyone else, have a great night, and I will see you next Sunday. Um, when we talk about psychotherapy and HIV. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.